Are you tired of people only telling you what you want to hear and not what you need to hear? Me too. I'm Lauren Lahav, and for the last 30 years, I've been blessed to speak to thousands of people around the world and share the stage with some of the world's biggest thought leaders. The Get Real podcast is my way of breaking down the BS of the filters of what we say and what we do. Real life, real issues, real solutions. Trust me when I tell you, it wasn't always like that for me. And I'm excited to help you through sharing what has worked for me, but most importantly, what didn't work for me. In the world of political correctness and living our lives on social media, what is real? In my life, I always look to people who understand what I'm going through and are willing to be real with me to help me move through it. With this podcast, I want to be that person for you. Whether it's just us or I bring in one of my friends, I promise these episodes will make a difference in your life. So strap in, hang on tight, and let's get real. And now it's time to get into the podcast. Here's Lauren. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Get Real and Stay True. Lauren Lahav here. And this edition, this uh, particular podcast, I love because I've already gone on the app and been exploring and love to be able to have the answers for people or get them uh, out there and get curious a little bit more uh, from when they're freaking out, like how they cannot freak out and know that they're not alone. So anyway, I am here with Evan Golub. I think I got your name right. Yep. Wana. And he is, it's a community of those with chronic, invisible, and moderate conditions to connect with one, one another in a positive environment. We all know that we need more positivity and we need to know that we're not alone. And that's really what Wana is about. So welcome, Evan. I am super excited to talk with you today. We always talk about the people, um, the person with the most resources always wins. And I think this is just such an amazing resource. Would you mind sharing with us a little bit more about you and your personal health journey? Because I know it is a health web, um, a health app. Yeah, sure. Well, first, thanks for having me. My name's Evan. I'm originally from Westchester, New York. I currently reside in Manhattan in New York City. Um, I unfortunately became chronically sick in January of 2013, so just about seven years ago. I woke up with a crazy case of vertigo um, and disequilibrium. So unfortunately was sort of throwing up all over my apartment for about two weeks straight. This led to being misdiagnosed for four years across 30 practitioners, ENTs, neurologists, optometrists, ophthalmologists, otolaryngologists, you name it, I saw them. Uh, and I was told that I had inner ear infections for the first two years or so. Uh, and then I was told by all the neurologists that I had vestibular migraines. And I was super happy to hear these things, but I ended up learning over time that both inner ear infections and migraines are really symptoms and not true root causes. And so it was about four and a half years into my battle that I started uh, seeing a functional medicine or integrative doctor who identified uh, the actual root cause, which was Lyme disease. And so since then, that was uh, in February of 17, so just about three years ago. I have dedicated the last three years of my life to getting smart on Lyme, uh, the related autoimmune conditions, the natural and holistic ways to heal from them. I ended up building a community of over 100 Lyme buddies, many of whom I was helping through their battles. 
and am now building WANA, which is a digital platform to connect people with various chronic and invisible conditions. Wow, you know, it's so my, I'm just really in awe of you because you mentioned the biggest thing that you said is that, you know, going back to the cause. It's really, yeah. it's a, and I think, <laughs> you know, we, we hear all the time and, you know, about, you know, people talk about what their symptoms are. And unfortunately, people like are so quick to diagnose some things, right? Mm -hmm. That they don't go back to the cause. And it does seem like you said, like Lyme disease being one of those huge ones that is misdiagnosed. I mean, what are the, what's the percentage of even Lyme being misdiagnosed? Do you know those? Yeah, I don't know if there actually is a percentage. I don't think the CDC has one. I know they've misstated uh, the annual number of cases uh, several times. So they originally, for the first, you know, call it 20 or 25 years that Lyme has existed, they were saying that it was roughly uh, 30,000 new cases a year in the U.S. They came out, I think it was in 2015, saying they were off um, by a factor of 10, uh, stating that it was 300,000 cases, new cases a year. And I was at a round table in DC at the HHS, Health and Human Services Department recently with some people from the CDC there. And it it sounds like they're thinking it's more along the lines of four to 500,000 cases a year. And I would still say that I think that that's probably uh, underestimated as well. Well, you know, this is really close to my heart for many reasons. One was my father was an optometrist for 52 years and uh, was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. But he's like, I don't have Parkinson's. I don't have Parkinson's. I don't have Parkinson's. And for years, and then my mom took my dad to one of the specialists in, they said, you do not have Parkinson's. And they go, you have to go get a, you have to go get a second opinion. And the second opinion from one of the top Parkinson's specialists at the time was go get another doctor. And right. then that was the, that was literally the diet, you know, what, what they said to do. Then my mom had been watching Good Morning America. This was a long time. This was like 16 years ago. And uh, my mom went to the Cleveland Clinic and where they were doing research on Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. And they showed that I think it was something crazy, like 600,000 cases a year were misdiagnosed. And it was like normal pressure hydrocephalus. And my, I mean, think about it. My dad was an optometrist, so he's crunched over all the time. And uh, wow. so you really do have to go out there and do your homework. And, you know, I was just sharing with you about my son. He is, um, he was feeling like a little lethargic and thank goodness he went in because he thought he had a hernia and thank goodness he was open and shared with them. Like I don't, something doesn't feel right. And uh, it turned out he has a bicuspid heart, you know, which was wow. important to find out because there are certain exercises he can do. So I'm super excited about your about your app because I think people can go in there and go, okay, if something's not right, can I just go in there and and look and see what, what's really the pathway to wellness? Um, and totally. Could you share a little? So I, I'm I'm very I'm very passionate about this, and I love too that you know you went and dug deep. You didn't just say, okay, I'm I'm taking that and um, I'm okay with that. Um, what would you I mean, is that a challenge? Like, what have you seen from all of these people that you've gotten to know? Yeah, I mean, you know, for the first two years when I was seeing all these ENTs, I saw probably a dozen and I was told that I had inner ear infections. You sort of believe it and you keep taking antibiotics. And, and I took so many pills of prednisone, which for mm. those that don't know, it's a steroid and anti-inflammatory. And I'd feel better for a little while and then the symptoms would come right back. 
Um, and I'd go see a different ENT and they'd say, oh, we need to put you on a different antibiotic. The last ENT put you on the wrong one. Um, this one's more general. This one's more specific. And after about, you know, and they all said basically that your brain and your vestibular system went through a traumatic experience and it's adjusting to the new environment. You need to um, go do vestibular therapy. And so I did that for probably 18 months and just wasn't getting better. And so then I started saying, well, maybe something is wrong with my brain. And so I started seeing a lot of neurologists and I did MRIs, CAT scans, ENGs, VNGs, all of, all of these tests and nothing was coming back sort of suspicious, no tumors or anything. And um, I was just told that I had vestibular migraines, uh, which was great to hear at the time. I was like, awesome, great, what do we do for it? And I went back to the chairman of neurology at a large hospital here in New York. And I just said to him, doctor, how, how does this make any sense? I never had headache, a headache my whole life. I barely took an Advil and for 29 years. And then all of a sudden, at roughly 29 years old, I have daily vestibular migraines, which result in vertigo and balance loss and disequilibrium and light sensitivity, memory loss, brain fog. And he basically turns to me and he said, Evan, we don't understand the root cause, but you should take these SSRIs. These are antidepressants. We're not saying you're depressed, but there's a high correlation between people who take these and their dizziness subsides. And so, you know, you, you don't, I didn't know much at the time. So I, I started taking those and rotated through a few different SSRIs. And um, then one of my best friends said to me, why don't you see my acupuncturist? He fixed my knee. I was able to run the marathon shortly after. And so I, I started seeing him. And the first thing he says to me is throw those pills in the garbage. They are masking your symptoms you will never understand the actual root cause of what's driving your symptoms. You'll need to be on those pills. You'll have side effects from those pills. You'll need to be on new pills for the side effects. And you'll be on so many pills, you'll be an annuity to the pharma companies, and this is exactly what they want. And so that's what we did. We, we threw the pills in the garbage, and I saw him for probably about five sessions, and he turned to me and he said, Evan, I can't figure you out, but I know who can. It's my mentor's mentor. He's a former brain surgeon who now practices integrative and holistic medicine. And so I went to see this sort of fancy doctor on the Upper West Side. And um, yeah, lo and behold, he looked through my binder, which was like an inch, th inch thick with my blood work, MRIs, CAT scans, ENGs, VNGs, CD-ROMs, the whole nine. And he looked through it for about a half an hour and finally just turned to me and said, Where, where's your Western blot? And I said, my what? And he said, your Western blot. It's a test for Lyme disease. And I just turned to him and I said, no one's, no one's mentioned Lyme, let alone tested me for it. Um, and so, yeah, that was really, sorry if that was a long-winded answer. Oh, it's, I mean, you just hear it over and over again. You know, I, as someone who's been in the health community for about 20 years, teaching health cleanses and, you know, going everywhere from the Ann Wigmore Center 20 years ago to where people, where they, they, it was like their last resort. The one thing I always think is the body wants to heal. You know, Correct. the body is hungry to heal. We just need to give it what it needs to heal instead of, like you said, all the you know other things masking um, what's going on. And I mean, that's the same thing. Like with, with I mean, 
hate to use the example of my dad, but it's a, an example that's real as well. It's like, I know something's not right. And for a little bit, he'd feel better, but then he goes, this isn't really helping. And he wasn't, you know, he still felt worse. It still felt worse. And I'm like, dad, we need to give your body what it needs. Totally. So I think what, tell me about some of the awesome things of what you've seen with uh, Wana helping people already love to know a little bit about that. Yeah. So we launched, um, we launched two and a half months ago and already have like, you know, several thousand users and there's been a lot of great testimonies. I actually spoke to a girl that I met at Wana. Uh, we were messaging on the app about mold toxicity and some of her, some of the things she's going through, unfortunately, right now. And we actually hopped on a call last night and we spoke for 55 minutes. And at the end, she said, thank you so much. This has been so helpful. And so has this call. And, you know, Juan is great. I love it. It's, you know, so much better than Facebook health groups. You know, those are so depressing. And I've, I've, I've gained a lot of, uh, of support from Juan already. And that was just such a nice thing to hear. I mean, we're, we're pretty early. We're in our infancy and we're already helping people. And by the way, she's across the country. So um, the fact that we're connecting over our symptoms and treatments, and I was helped you know, is sort of helping guide her to potentially a new treatment, um, to ask her practitioner at least about a new a new treatment, you know, shows the power of sort of connecting and technology, um, which I think the dating apps, as, as weird as this sounds, the dating apps, that technology of matching people in different areas based on criteria that you put into an app is actually extremely valuable, massively underappreciated. Absolutely. And yeah. What's that? No, I say absolutely. I think there's a great thing. There are so many things to model from that, right? Instead of looking and just going, oh my gosh, it's just a dating app. No, it can help in so many different ways to, like you said, like what WANA stands for, we are not alone. And that's exactly it's so many people are feeling this isolation already, right? In their lives, so whether, I mean, more people becoming, you know, working from home. I mean, it's all great, but there's also, look what's happening now is people are going back to things such as WeWorks because they want that community. They need that community, whether it's virtual or whether it's in person, they just need to know that they're not alone. Um, I think that's, that's right. huge. I think it's huge, huge, huge. I mean, I remember telling my husband, I was like, I was like, I don't know. I said, I'm like really lonely. He goes, what are you talking about? You're with people all day long. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm like online. I'm doing Zoom calls, I'm doing calls, but I'm working from an office. I'm not like going going to an office every single day. You know, I'm, I'm juggling my life. And, I, and there's a lot of people going through that as well, right? I'm sure you're dealing with lots of that with maybe for people with feeling isolation. Totally. Do you have any stories about that? I'm sure you do. Yeah, I mean, I was isolated myself, right? For four years. I mean, obviously I have incredible, uh, you know, friends and family and a huge network. Um, and they were supportive, but they don't fully understand, you know, if, if you're speaking to a family member who has never been through this, or even your doctor who's never had vertigo that doesn't go away, it's not very helpful. Uh, what's really helpful is actually talking to someone who's been there and who understands and can actually help you. Um, and that actually is what I find most exciting about Juan is just being able to connect with people who really understand you. Uh, and we've gotten a lot of testimonies saying that it's so nice to be understood and heard and everyone else doesn't understand what I'm going through. And they tell me I look fine and I'm not actually sick. And it's so nice to have a community of people who fully understand me. 
hmm, isn't that interesting, right? <laughs> just overall in life, right? People just want to be understood. They just want it to be appreciated. I mean, I'm sure, what about, have you, um, have you launched this out to the teen community? Because I think it's social, as social, yeah. Um, you know, social media, I know that yeah. you start seeing some of the numbers for teens, it's a little scary, you know, what's it's, going on and them feeling the pressure. It's um, really scary. Right now we're 18 and up. Um, we'll probably have plans to change that, but, uh, you know, just gets a little more complicated because we're collecting health data. Um, so we just want sort of a, adults and young adults on it right now, but um, the plan will be to expand our, our demographic over time. But maybe just with parents, right? Just to understand. yeah. There's actually a section uh, as we onboard you, and you go through roughly a nine-step onboarding process. Um, we ask if you're a parent or guardian to a child going through a condition. Um, that way, the parent could be doing research on their behalf and/or just connecting with other parents. We match parents with parents. Um, I've met a number of parents that I've helped the children, and I've, be, I've befriended these parents and. I've connected them to other parents who are going through the same exact thing with their children. And I think they find it to be very helpful to finally be connected to other people who are facing similar situations. That's what I saw. I love that. I love that part of the website. And I love the whole part. Um, I have some friends I'm excited to share this with as well, who are going through the mold challenge. I went through the mold challenge when we were living up in Portland, Oregon, and the black mold and how it was affecting um, and it's the reason why we left Portland and moved to Vegas because the solution that I was hearing from um, people was, oh, put your kid on steroids. And I'm like, I'm not putting my kid on steroids. Just for me, that was my personal choice. I was like, you know, I'm going to go. What's another solution? Go where it's dry. I'm like, all right, well, it's either Phoenix, Vegas, you know, those are a few choices there. And that's why we actually moved to Vegas. And my middle son has never had any challenges since then, right? Good. So the body, you know, like I said, I think that we know that the body needs to heal. And we need that community. We need to know that we're not alone. What about what's the best way people can get in contact with Juana? I, I know I've already joined the community. So yeah. Yeah, you can find us a few different places. You can find us online. Uh, or the main way would be through the app store. Uh, we are on IS device iOS devices, so through the Apple App Store. Um, if you just type in Wana W A N A in the App Store, you will find us. Um, you can also find us online at www.joinwana.com. So J O I N W A N A dot com, uh, and then you can also find us on Instagram at joinwana and uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. We have a little bit of presence as well. I want to keep talking, so I know I've only got a couple questions here, but yeah. let's let's get real about what what you're seeing you know everything i'm sure you've seen i know there's probably some confidentiality type of things in there but what are some of the variety of things that you see people having questions about and not feeling like they're alone i mean can you give everybody i yeah. know it all yeah yeah we're yeah we're currently um catering i would say the majority of our demographic is uh, a variety of invisible conditions such as Lyme, fibromyalgia, endometriosis, PCOS, um, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, EDS. I would say those are probably the main conditions. We're also getting a lot of um, uh, people with mental disorders and, um, and physical pain. 
uh, and just general loneliness. And so we've actually had some posts where it's like, hey, I just need a buddy right now. I need someone to like talk to. And, and then like a few people will, will respond. And, you know, that's nice to see that there's like support out there. Um, and we're, you know, only two and a half months in. So, um, yeah, those are kind of the, the main, uh, I would say, conditions we're going after. Mold toxicity or mold illness, which is also known as chronic inflammatory response syndrome, SEERS, um, is also another popular one. So we're seeing a lot of people, we ha- we've actually seen a lot of people identify that it might be mold because they've learned about this on WANA. And so that's incredible to see as well. Like we've had, I think a particular girl be like, oh my God, I had a mold situation both at work and at home. Wow, this could be driving everything. Let me go research this. So even just the idea of discovering um, a potential root cause or discovering a potential practitioner, you know, we've had a lot of people say, I need a little bit of help. I'm in this area. And then someone says, I have a great doctor, practitioner, functional medicine doctor, you should go see them. And we've seen people take action from that. So that's been- I love that. Yeah, yeah. We actually have, um, we have a group of seven people in New York City who are all now seeing the same practitioner. She has these homeopathic remedies that have been really helpful for the seven people. So it started with one girl and then one girl told another, and then they all started chatting on Wana about it. And um, so seven people are now seeing one practitioner. Um, and this is in a relatively short period of time. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Well, I think what's, you know, so beautiful is that you took a challenge that you had and turned it, you know, into the good for others, right? I think a lot of people would just go, oh my gosh, I've got this condition. I'm, you know, I'm just going to have to deal with it. And But you decided what, what made you go, I've got to create a community like this because of your pain? Yeah, it was, um, I was doing it naturally. Just, um, I came out with one social media post about two and a half years ago about beating my five-year battle with Lyme. And this was a time where, you know, now I feel like a lot of people talk about their health on, on social media and they're pretty vulnerable, but, but two and a half years ago, people really didn't do that. And so it was a pretty vulnerable post at the time. And I got a, a I got a decent amount of outreach. I probably got about 50 direct messages from that. And I started helping all of these people who were reaching out saying that they have Lyme or their friend has Lyme. Can I help them? And I started helping all of these people directly, started even getting introduced to like the parents because the parents wanted to hear my thoughts and started building this whole networking community of people. And we were all helping each other, but all of this communication was going over text message or emails or phone calls or voice notes. And none of it was A, um, like being aggregated and then B, like had the ability to be analyzed because this was arguably the most valuable information in the world, right? It's people talking about their diagnoses and symptoms and what treatments they're trying and what supplements they take and what practitioners they're seeing and what regions and all this incredible data. And none of it was being aggregated. Um, So really that was like playing in the back of my mind. And then at the same time, I actually, this is part of the story that I haven't mentioned yet, which is pretty funny. I took a girl out from a dating app, which is called Hinge, um, several months prior to getting diagnosed with Lyme. And we went out and her, her name's Nicole. And we went out, we spoke about, you know, a bunch of stuff. And I mentioned that I had vertigo and dizziness and some of my health stuff. And we go our separate ways. Three months later, I get a text from Nicole 
hey, I'm sorry to bother you. I just got back from Thailand and I have vertigo. I don't know who to talk to. Can you help me? So I started helping Nicole. And at the same time, that's when I got introduced to that integrative doctor who diagnosed me with Lyme. So I basically went back to her and said, hey, listen, it took me four and a half years to figure this out, but we have the same symptoms. Like maybe you should put this on your radar. And she came back with um, a positive diagnosis for Lyme as well. So, and we both had, as, as we touched on earlier, we both had uh, toxic mold situations in our apartments and, and molds can trigger the Lyme bacteria, which is called Borrelia burgdorferi. It can also trigger retroviruses such as Epstein-Barr virus, HHV-6, strep, um, which I was sort of, I had a bunch of those showing up in my blood randomly, which I found to be really weird. Um, and a lot of people in this community, same thing, especially with Epstein-Barr. Um, and so I sort of forgot where I just was, but, um, uh, I forgot the original question, but I guess, yeah, that, that was triggered you, you know, how you took something, you know, your pain. and Yes. Sorry. Sorry. So, so, um, when I came out with that social media post, a bunch of people were reaching out and a lot of the women that were reaching out, I said, you know what, you should. I should introduce you to Nicole. She's my closest line buddy and women like to talk to women when it comes to their health. And so I started introducing her to several women that were reaching out and she just turned to me and she said, this is so cute. You're playing matchmaker. There should be an app for this. And I just thought that's, that's a really good idea. And that sort of plays to the theme that I was sort of rehearsing in my head of like all of this data should be aggregated in one place so that we can actually learn from it. And so, yeah, that was two years ago. We partnered with an agency out in Dumbo, which is in Brooklyn. Um, we ideated a brand. We performed market research. We built an MVP, and we beta tested that MVP the summer of 18. We got 50 of our Lyme friends on it. Uh, people were matching, messaging, communicating. Two girls met on one and went away together. And when that happened, I basically said, uh, I'm quitting my job. And, <laughs> So I quit what was a 13-year career uh, in the finance industry, uh, and uh, I quit in August of 18. I went full-time in November of 18, um, and I raised our first round of capital in January of 19, and we've been running, we've been running pretty fast ever since. So cool. I mean, it's that emotional fulfillment, right? Like when you see something like that, you see someone emotionally fulfilled and that they're making those connections and they're feeling better and they know they're not alone. All of those things, man, I could I could have used this a long time ago, too. I remember when I was 29, that was a while ago, and uh, I was having a hard time getting pregnant, and they told me that um, I was never going to get a pregnant, you know, I had a severe hyperthyroid, yet I was traveling on the road 240 days a year, you wow. know, going full, full force, eight, 17, 18 hours a day, and I went, I went and found this amazing man, um, actually, Deepak Chopra is the person that I think is the first person I had to... I knew him back then pretty well because he would come to a bunch of these events that I was at. And he was like, don't you go, don't you dare go on radioactive iodine, right? And I Good. got this man and, I, and uh, he did my live blood analysis and I, he did something called the Vega test. And it turned out I had a stressed right ovary. And next thing I knew, I was pregnant with my son. And the Congratulations. told me that I, uh, I, I disobeyed their orders. I'm like, I what? Like, I what? And... Um, <laughs> No, thank you know, knock on wood, you know, and I have three amazing, beautiful children. 
And uh, like you said, like just, I think a lot of like women out there going, especially the PCOS is going on and the sooner people can get diagnosed, you know, find out what's really going on. Cause I know that can be really frustrating for a lot of uh, women out there with PCOS. And that's awesome yeah. to know that it's PCOS and can't wait to share this with people. But um, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that too, by the way. I hope it's helpful, right? Just to know that so many times you just want to, you want to give up and you do believe that, that it's only you, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. I love that it's such a great community that you're creating. So where do you see WANA heading? Um, that's a great question. You know, we have a lot to build. We just hired a VP of engineering, so we'll be getting, uh, we'll be able to build a little bit faster than we have. Um, but I really see this being like the tool, especially for the younger generation, uh, to find out about, to find community information and guidance uh, on your health journey, um, to discover potentially new treatment options, to meet people who are going through what you're going through, um, and to find media. So we, we list out top books, podcasts, and YouTube videos related to every single diagnosis and treatment that we put information out on. So kind of being a one-stop shop uh, for information, community, and guidance on all topics and all things health. Uh, so when you think about like researching now, it's typically a Google research, you know, Google search. Um, you typically land on something like WebMD where you get brought to a static page of information. Um, and that really, that, that was what I was... And you go freak out. Yeah, right, right, right. They tell you something like cancer. Yeah, yeah. You freak out. My mom, my mom, you know, she was, my mom, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you know, my mom, 83 years old and she um, got C. diff and then she had multiple myeloma and then they told her she had two months to live. And I'm like, mom, you need to stop going to all and reading all of those things. Your body is strong. Your body wants to heal. Right. Okay. So I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just, I think it's important for people, you know, cause I think people get freaked out once they read something. Yeah. Totally. I, I think, and you've said that twice now, and I completely agree. Your immune system is incredibly powerful. You just need to give it the tools in order to heal. And I think that's something that we, we just, we miss. And Western medicine, I, I think Western medicine is obviously incredible. It's advanced our, our system and our average age span uh, over the last 50, 100 years tremendously. Um, and when it comes to acute situations, there's no better healthcare system in the world. You know, if you break your arm, our healthcare system is incredible. But if you have a chronic condition, something that has been bothering you for years, won't go away, and you are just sort of getting the runaround of, it's fine, take this antibiotic, take these antidepressants, and you're not getting better, you're probably not treating the actual underlying root cause, which is driving the inflammation. Um, and so, you know, digging a little deeper or seeing an integrative or a functional medicine practitioner, I would say, could be really, really helpful in identifying what's actually driving it, not looking at just an acute area of the body. Um, so we have specialists in our healthcare system that typically focus on one area of the body versus a functional medicine doctor that really looks at the body holistically and says, oh, you know, the... The um, stomach pain that you're experiencing might also be related to the brain fog um, and really putting all of the pieces of the puzzle together because our body is integrated and it is sort of one system 
and it shouldn't just be dissected. You shouldn't just be looking in my inner ear if I have other symptoms in a different part of my body, they could be all correlated. Um, and so functional medicine really looks at the body uh, sort of holistically, which I'm a huge fan of. Me too. And it's, it's, uh, it's like the old game we used to play. The hip bones connected to the... Like, <laughs> totally. Like, if you go back, like it's all connected. And I know that a lot of my friends uh, that are, you know, PTs, that, that lots of times they'll talk about, you know, lots of times people diagnose things with the knee, but it's really the hip, right? Or something with the ankle, but it's really the knee. And so you've got to look at the whole system. And I, and I, what I do love though, pretty excited about is I know that a lot of medical schools now are, because my daughter is in medical school right now at George Washington. And Great. She's like, it's funny. Cause she's like, Oh my gosh, you were right. Like, she's like, Oh my gosh, I'm learning about all these integrative things. Now I'm like, yes. Cause I like, awesome. I know that now they are, a lot of schools are requiring that at least you know other options, right? About acupuncture and yep. I think that, that they're, so that's a, that's a really awesome thing. And I think that now what's cool about medical students, I know that my daughter specifically, she's like, can you teach me more about health? Right? Like not, right. Just, like, not just like being a surgeon and like, which like you said, I want, I want to make, we've got the best in the world here with regards to our health system. I mean, with my kids, I wanted to make sure if I, there was a challenge. I wanted to make sure that there was a doctor there that could, you know, operate or do whatever that needed to be done. But we, as um, you know, we as individuals, we need to be our own, our 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 best doctor for ourselves too, right? I mean, is that sounds like what Wana really is? It's like that you've got to take, you got to be CEO. I think that is uh, Mark Hyman, Dr. Mark Hyman says yeah. you need to be the CEO of your own health. Right? That's right. That's right. I think that's one of his quotes. One of his other quotes is, um, I don't have a deficiency in Wellbutrin, so why am I taking Wellbutrin? And I, I really love that because when it comes to natural medicine, like, and, and sort of thinking about lifestyle factors such as nutrition, sleep, exercise, meditation, yoga, you know, Western medicine doesn't always look at those. And so they're quick to you know, sometimes throw a pill at the situation or the symptoms. Um, but if you don't have a deficiency in that, in, in what they're giving you, is that the best way to, to solve it? Um, and uh, I, I just love everything he's about. I'm a huge fan of him. And, and I think he's, um, he's raised a lot of awareness around these very topics we're talking about. And uh, kudos to him. Uh, I agree. It's funny because like I said, when I took my, when my dad went up to the, when they did take him up to the Cleveland clinic, I think it was before he had started, you know, the integrative, like right before, but it seems like I'm sure he had a lot of influence up there as well. But I love that of what you're doing and what you're creating. So what is, what is one thing that you do to stay true to yourself and true to your mission? Good question. I think one thing I focus on is, is really just um, these days is self-care. I spend a lot of time, I mean a lot of time on self-care. And I think that has helped me get to where I am today. Um, so every week I'm doing multiple infrared saunas. I'm doing acupuncture. I do cranial sacral therapy. I'm extremely critical about my nutrition and diet. You know, I'm grain-free, gluten-free, dairy-free. 
I am meditating and I do yoga four times a week. And when you take care of your mind and your body, it's amazing at how your immune system improves. Um, I've also done neuroplasticity and brain retraining. I did the lightning process, which is one of the more common. There's DNRS, there's LP, which is lightning process. Um, and these are programs where you can actually help rewire your brain, which has shown incredible improvements across so many people who've been sick for years and years, people in wheelchairs who, who have crazy shooting pains and fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome do these uh, neuroplasticity brain retraining programs. And, and months later, weeks, months later, they are like vibrant and, and on their way back to wellness. It's, it's wild. Um, I also do neurofeedback, which I started over the summer, so about four or five months ago. And um, that's not brain rewiring, but it's almost like brain training. And I have found that that's helped a lot too. And so one thing, just staying true to myself, uh, know your body, uh, treat it well. And, uh, you know, I look back at, you know, when I was a little younger and the staying out all night and the partying and, and all that stuff, you know, it's all a phase that we typically go through. And, you know, that probably helped uh, suppress my immune system and probably helped, you know, sort of make me sick. And even though there was mold and Lyme and, you know, retroviruses showing up, a lot of it was probably that I was weakening my immune system. And so I think one thing, yeah, that, that's something staying true to myself is, is really just uh, take care of yourself. I love that. I love that. You know, I, I would always ask people a question, where's the first place that the heart delivers blood to? <laughs> it's itself, right? We right. All the oxygen mask. We said, oh, no, it's the brain. No, it's got, you know, you can't give what you don't have. And like you said, you got that self-care. I love that it's such a, that people are really saying, hmm, maybe that's something to think about. I got to take care of me versus rushing off and taking care of everybody else. And yep. oh my gosh, I can't wait to meet you. Um, yeah, I love that. I just was watching something and they were talking about, um, there was a lady with early signs of Alzheimer's and a University of West Virginia and they were doing some, was it some brain retraining with her? Did you hear about, about that? Have you heard about that? So not particularly for Alzheimer's, but I, I would imagine that DNRS, LP, and some of these other brain retraining programs may be helpful. Um, I know I, I've spoken to a few people who are doing research on heavy metal yeah. poisoning and mercury poisoning related to um, those neurological diseases. Um, there's also been a lot of research done around Lyme and the correlation to Parkinson's and some of these neurological uh, disorders and um, there have been statistically like pretty high correlations between the two. I'm not saying it's causation right. or anything, but it, it could be. Yeah. Um, That's a big but, thing also that Dr. Mark Hyman talks about too, right? Like a lot of those symptoms are really heavy metal poisoning yeah. uh, for most people. I know my dad's mouth was all filled up, filled up with uh, mercury. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, well, tell us how to get, how to join Wana. Let us know how yeah. to join Wana. Yeah, easiest way is go to the App Store. We are in the Apple App Store right now. We will be releasing Android in the next few months. Um, and type in Wana, W-A-N-A. -A. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at joinwana. And then you can find us on our website at joinwana.com. That's J-O-I-N-W-A-N-A.com. 
and and yeah, and you can find me on LinkedIn if you look up Wana. You can probably find me directly, or just type in Evan Golub, E V A N G O L U B. And uh, I look forward to connecting with your listeners. I look forward to it as well. Thank you so much, Evan. And thank you for everybody to join Wana. Awesome. Thanks. Are you ready to start 2020 strong? Go to laurenlahav.com. That's L-O-R-E-N-L-A-H-A-V.com and learn more about Lauren's manifestation course. Use code STAYTRUE for your podcast subscriber discount.